Welcome to the live edition of Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. I'm the co-host here with Kurt Souter of Further Stone Ministries. We are in front of a live audience. There's about 700 men in the room right now. Oh, no, there's, there's, there's more than that. We're on radio. We can lie, right? So uh, we are all here. We've been here all night watching the Cubs win, and uh, it's been a great time. And uh, no, seriously, we are on a, uh, our live show here at Iron Belt Ministries, and we're taping this. And this is airing during Thanksgiving weekend, so if you're listening live on the radio, we taped this previously, and uh, we are going to have a great show. For those of you who have never heard this show, this is Solid Steps Radio. It's a show for men, by men, talking about man things from a man's perspective, and we got a live audience here today, and we're very excited about that. And so uh, if you're just tuning in for the very first time, we talk about stuff that we need to talk about, being a husband, being a father, walking with God, and that's why our show is named Solid Steps. We believe you were made to walk with God, and you were destined to do that through Jesus Christ, adopted into his family, and call him Father, and you be his son. And so that's why we do this show. We want guys to walk solidly with with God. So, And we love doing it. We do like doing it. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun for me. Anyway, I like seeing you squirm. That's when you can laugh, by the way. <laughs> there we go. Live audience. Okay. <laughs> Kurt, we're going to do a little, before we introduce our guests, a little word association here. Yeah, I, you know, when you do these little these games, I never know where you're going with this. and Which is why it's so fun. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do some word All association. Right. All right. Go ahead. I'm going to mention some names. And you don't have to do like a word. Just I, a I, might, I might, you know what, I might use the, use the live audience's help. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to okay. give you a couple names and you tell me the first few things that come to your mind about this person. Okay. Okay. Mickey Mantle. Baseball. Right. Great Pretty base. good at baseball, right? Really good baseball. Awesome baseball player. Okay, okay. yeah. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, president, 16th president. Good. Good for you. I'm glad you knew I'm that. really, really sharp here. That's okay. We all know. Uh, sticking with the baseball theme, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron, home runs. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought... I, You're I, right. That's exactly <laughs> right. I thought right. you... What about this? Okay. Arnold Palmer. He just passed away. <laughs> Which is true. And the fact, I'm sure he... Great golfer, Arnold Palmer. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Uh, O.J. Simpson. Um, he's a... He's a mess. Okay. He needs Jesus. All right. Bill Cosby. I mean, well, you know, back to O.J. Simpson. You okay. know, I mean, great running back and all, you know, all that. But you didn't think about that. No, not that's the first thing. And then Bill Cosby. Uh, well, you, you want to think comedian, but you also think of all what's what's going on. Right? Yeah, what's going on with his life. So I, I throw those names out there, and when people, those are all celebrities. We're guys, and we think about sports and and celebrities, and or not even celebrities, just important figures in history. You always think of something as soon as you hear their name, right? Now, O.J. Simpson is one of the best running backs to ever play the game. That's hard to argue that. Mm -hmm. College and pro. Yep. I don't know many people are going to remember him for his football based on what has happened in his life. Bill Cosby, he was one of the funniest men and also did a lot culturally, you know, for folks in the 60s and 70s, for folks of color. He was a voice for people who didn't have a voice. But what are they thinking about? What, what do you think about now when you hear Bill Cosby's name? That's right. So... We're, we're talking today about leaving a legacy, and 
everybody in here, whether you are a celebrity or not, you're going to leave a legacy. And you're going to leave a legacy whether you do it on purpose or not, too. And so we're going to talk today about one of our favorite guests, who's a return guest. The fact that he would actually want to come back is, a, is just incredible to me. But uh, why don't you introduce our guest? Yeah, it is an absolute joy and honor to have Dr. Matthew Sleeth back. And uh, Matthew, welcome. Good to be back. Thank you. It is, uh, you know, uh, w- w- when you when you were with us uh, just a, a few months back, we just had great uh, feedback. Loved to have you in the uh, in the in the studio, and so it is awesome to have you back. And we we just want to pick your brain. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we want to let our our listeners hear a little bit about you. You were an ER doctor for how many years? I, th- I think all total uh, seventeen, nineteen, somewhere somewhere right in there. Okay. And so you practiced medicine for all those years. Practiced medicine. That's right. I hardly killed anybody. <laughs> you know, there's actually, there's actually a couple ER doctors here tonight. Some yes. friends of mine who are ER yes, doctors. Yes, that's right. So that's, that's what I did. We're going to hold you. Medicine. Yeah. You practiced medicine. And, uh, but God, did, God really did a whole revamp of your whole world. Tell, he, us, tell us a little bit about the that. reset button on yeah, it. A uh, big reset <laughs> button, yes. So you married Nancy. So talk a little bit, just real briefly about that and tie all that together. Uh, I met Nancy and I was a carpenter. I, I, didn't, I didn't come from the kind of background where, you know, college was in the picture. So I was a carpenter, built houses, that sort of thing. And um, I went to this uh, house to look at a remodeling job, and uh, the guy was a periodontal surgeon uh, there were four children in the family and uh, they were my favorite kind of customers they were well off <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and um, anyways uh, they had a son and and uh, three daughters when their 18 year old daughter walked into the kitchen their worst nightmare began to unfold because <laughs> that's my wife, <laughs> Nancy. And uh, they were Jewish, and, and I wasn't. And um, it's, it's really hard to describe how much they didn't want me to get married to their daughter. And the last time on the show you asked me to say this, and I did describe how much they didn't want, and my wife said, will you please not tell the whole world that anymore. <laughs> so, but fortunately, we had that on tape on episode number 43. If you want to hear that whole story, <laughs> go back to podcast number 43 and back to the show. <laughs> yeah, they were they were willing to pay you some serious cash, if I remember. We won't get into That's all what the, you're not supposed well, to say. Oh, now oh, I'm in trouble. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, you just ruined the whole. Never mind. Go ahead. That's okay. Uh, Nancy will forgive me. I she's a great. She'll lady. forgive you, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Um, so uh, we we got married, much to their. Uh, anyways, we we got married, and so I'm facing a lifetime of being married into this family, uh, which doesn't want me there, and that's pretty tough you know, looking down the road. And so my advice for you, if you marry into a Jewish family and you weren't born uh, into that tribe, that the the only thing you can do to get on the good side of your mother-in-law is to go to medical school. So that's, <laughs> that's exactly where I headed. And uh, I uh, my, had an uncle that got me into college because I'd done so poorly in high school, no, no place would take me. And he got me in. It was nepotism. And they made me a resident of the state. And 
Then uh, two and a half years later, I was accepted to multiple medical schools without an undergraduate degree, which shows you what you can do if you marry my wife, <laughs> and, and you're trying to make my mother-in-law happy. <laughs> you know, so went to medical school, and that's, uh, that's, that's how we got started in, in life. We had our first child in uh, medical school and second one in residency. And then you practiced medicine for all those years. Yeah. And you, you weren't following Jesus. We had no religion at all. Zero. Well, we had holidays. Um, we celebrated every holiday we could get a hold of. Uh, but they were kind of all amalgamated together. I think I've told you before that at uh, Christmas time, the fiddler on the roof slid down the chimney if you saw a shadow. Um, the kids got presents or whatever, you know, so it was pretty confused. <laughs> but no, no faith. I didn't believe in God. And uh, I have to apologize to all those Christians that I met during that time because I, I don't think I was terribly kind uh, to them. Um, but things, um, things really changed. We went on a vacation and our kids were there and uh, Nancy asked me some questions that really got me disturbed. In retrospect, I realized that it was really the Lord began to speak into my life in a way I couldn't ignore. We came back from that vacation, and just one after another uh, kind of things happened. Um, one of the first was that my wife's brother drowned in front of my children. He was uh, 31. And uh, they just threw our family in a... Uh, <clears throat> in a bad, bad way. And um, my wife got depressed uh, after that. And mm. um, then I had some other bad uh, things happen. I had a uh, patient that I'd taken care of that started stalking me and doing some scary stuff. And eventually the police went and, and checked on him and found uh, that he had uh, killed his mother. She was in the closet. He'd been putting carpet fresher on her for a week. And then uh, kind of the, and, and just things were really, really hard. My marriage was, I thought, shot. Um, and uh, then I remember getting home on a Tuesday morning, uh, beautiful fall day, and in September, this was 2001, and the uh, uh, tragedy unfolded in uh, Manhattan. And I got a call from my next-door neighbor. Um, she had a son, my son's age. They've grown up together. And she said, uh, you have to help me get him from school. His dad was in the first plane. And uh, later that evening, we got a call from another friend whose uh, husband and brother were in the Pentagon. Um, her uh, brother was killed. Her husband was. And, uh, all these things combined to just bring a kind of a heaviness and a darkness, and I realized there was evil in the world. And God began, I mean, God's using all of this tragedy to, to draw you. And we're going to take a break right yeah. now because we're going to come right back to that, how God uses tragedy and sorrow and suffering and difficulty to move in your life and in your family's life. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back shortly, and we're going to pick up with Dr. Sleeth and talk about legacy. So we thank you for listening, and uh, if you don't get a chance to hear the rest of this episode because you're listening in the car and you got to uh, get out of there and you can't hear the rest, go to our uh, Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Solid Steps Radio. Go to iTunes, go to SoundCloud, and you can hear this show in its entirety. We post the podcast on Monday. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be back shortly.
Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio with our live audience. We are here today talking about uh, legacy with Dr. Matthew Sleeth. And if your legacy of your flooring in your house is really bad, green shag carpet or linoleum tile that your grandma had on the floor 40 years ago, you need to change your legacy. Go over to Carol Rogers Carpet One for all of your flooring needs. That's called a segue, by the way, for my live, uh, live audience here. Carol Rogers Carpet One, they've got the best flooring in town. They've got all the flooring that you need. And we also, you need to pay for that flooring. So you need to go to LN Credit Union. Local lender, they do a great job there at LN Credit Union. So we thank those folks for sponsoring our show and also for helping us be able to have a, a commercial-free podcast. So uh, anyway, thank you for those guys. So we've been talking, Matthew, about how God, uh, God was really beginning to stir in your heart about... Uh, you know, tragedy. Your brother-in-law passed away, and just just 9/11, and just a lot of tough stuff. But God was using that. I didn't know that at the time, <laughs> but you do but now. I do. I do know that now. And uh, what happened was, I started looking for a reason to go on. Really, if there's if there's evil in the world, I begin to question: Is there is there good? And evil and goodness are spiritual concepts. They're not scientific concepts. So my science worldview just didn't handle what was going on. And I started reading through some of the world's uh, sacred texts and read a bunch of those. And, and there's some wonderful stories and truths there. But I didn't find an answer to what do you do about evil afoot in the world. And I was at the hospital one Sunday, and it was real slow in the morning. I went looking for something to read because uh, I'd finished my book. And on a coffee table strewn with old people magazines, old National Geographics, there was an orange book. And I picked it up, said Holy Bible on it. And I thought... You'd never read it? Never, never read, read it. Never read it. We didn't have before. one in our home. And we had a library in our home. I'm just Our family's voracious readers. We didn't have a Bible. And I looked at it, and I said, I think I'd like to read this, but I don't have one at home, uh, so I stole it. <laughs> you stole the Holy Bible. I stole the Holy Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I think God's, I think oh, he's probably. Oh, <laughs> I think there were angels there yelling, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Let's see this sucker go for this one. Yeah, and and uh, I, um, I'm a narcissist. There was a book in there named after me. Uh, Matthew, I am so glad that my parents did not name me numbers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I opened it, and I, I still to this day cannot describe to you. Uh, I know that the Holy Spirit had his arm around me and reading that and making it come alive. And right in Matthew, I knew there was... This was the Lord um, that I had found, that Christ was, at, in one moment, so human. I've never met anybody as human as mm. Christ was, and, and also so godlike, so different than anything that I'd ever encountered. And I realized this was the truth. And uh, uh, So you're just reading the Bible, and you recognize this is the truth. This is the truth, yeah. This is, this is um, now years later, having studied and studied and studied and so many other, you know, religions and everything, I can begin to tell you logically why it's bizarrely different than any other uh, faith or, um, 
but I didn't need all that. The Holy Spirit came through and, and told me that this is this is what you need. And I began a process of changing my life. Uh, eventually, I went to my wife and said, I, I'm going to quit my job. Uh, the, this God that I believe in is calling me to something. I don't know what it is. And um, we, we moved from our doctor-sized house to one the <laughs> same size as our garage. <laughs> Which the house you live in now is the size of no, your... No, we live in another one, but it, the house we moved from that one was exactly the same size as our garage, which, do you know, have you ever seen a doctor's garage? <laughs> it wasn't so bad. Um, <laughs> it, it, uh, and, uh, and that was a scary time, though. I knew that I had to unplug from where I am. I don't think the Lord is calling everybody to move to a smaller house or give up what they own. But you got to be willing to do that. The Lord is very clear about that. You got to be willing to, and uh, and so we made those changes. And one uh, by one, the members of my family all came to be followers of Christ. My son was first. I gave him a Bible, um, and, and then my my wife, and, and then my daughter. It was a period of about two years um, mm. where we were all in that direction. Everything wasn't smooth. It wasn't easy. It wasn't perfect. But here, 15 years later, I look back and I'm just so thankful, even for the hard times. It's a, it's bizarre to say I'm thankful for the hard times uh, because they make the, the sweet times mm, even sweeter. That's awesome. Know? And so in that two-year period of time-ish, you know, God's saving you and your family. and then, But God didn't save you just so that you could be a part of a local church and just attend Sunday morning. God was calling you to something much more. He, he was calling me into full-time ministry of a kind I can't tell you on an elevator, you know, how it's, I'd, I've gotten to do so many things with the church. I, I think probably three-quarters of the time now I teach pastors. Um, but I've, uh, my wife stopped counting after I'd been in a thousand churches uh, to preach. Uh, so I'm on the road a lot, gone 150 to 200 nights a year. Um, but it's just been a, um, a wonderful life. I think, though, the thing that I am most, um, if you will, proud of is the faith of my family now. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's what I think you wanted to talk about with legacy. We do, because your son is um, in... Practicing medicine, he's te- and teaching, teaching, and um, uh, prays with patients all the time. Uh, and he and his wife uh, felt called to missions uh, since they, um, uh, for about eight years, each of they got married seven years ago, and uh, so they in a year will be going on the missions field uh, as a physician, and she's a physician's assistant. Um, my daughter works for our ministry, and her husband's in seminary right now. So that's that's awesome. Well, let's let's unpack that. Let's talk about how how do we leave a legacy? We're talking to you know this is a show for men by men, and so speak to men's hearts. How how do we leave a lasting legacy? I think um, if you'd have asked me that question uh, a couple decades ago, I would have talked maybe about building buildings or being because I was involved in some hospital building and that type of thing. Um, I don't think of buildings and I don't think of 
material things. For me, legacy is having a strong faith that I'm able to communicate to my family, to people who God puts in my path, um, and and a kind of integrity that um, is is something my my son wants to emulate, something people that I'm with uh, you know want want to know more mm. about, and. Um, I got asked to do a graduation speech at Hood Seminary in North Carolina this past year. And uh, I, I thought all these people are going out into ministry. What are the things that I can give to them uh, that will, will mean something 10, 20 years from now? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, I wrote down, I really thought about this and prayed about it for days, and I wrote down a list of seven things, and I'll go down that list with you and and the guys listening. And, here. and basically, your heartbeat was how, how do you how do you as guys who are going to go guys and and women who are going to go out and minister in the name of Christ, but how do you leave a legacy? And, and that that was kind of your heartbeat behind that, right? Okay, so number one, uh, number one is keep the faith. By that I mean not just keep the faith, but we're told to seek the Lord's face, and the Bible also tells us nobody's seen his face. What does the Bible say in there? It's saying that it's hard. Um, seeking after the Lord isn't the easiest thing, um, but we're all always supposed to stay at it. When I think of all the people who just, even with Christ, who had to work, climb up trees, take off a roof, and come through Peter's house, I think was, you know, to uh, to get to get down, to find their way to the crowd, to touch him. And we're supposed to stay at it. And I think a lot of people go through periods in the, where they they lose they lose heart or they get distracted or whatever. Just stay at it, stay at it. I have a actually an example of you know you, God is not the God of sports, if you will. When we talk about, you know, people winning a a race and everything, the the fact is that most Christians, including Paul, got a rough start. (laughs) You know, it it wasn't the start, it was the finish that matters in Christianity. And I have an example from medicine, because I guess God taught me when I wasn't even a Christian, you know, to keep at it. And we're gonna. Well, I'm gonna Oop. pause you right okay. now. I'm gonna give you that example. Yeah, let okay. you share it. And, and we're gonna take a break, though. We gotta, yeah. we gotta, we'll take a quick break. We're gonna come back here and hear about seven things that Doctor Sleep has has thought about in regards to what a legacy looks like. So we're gonna take a break and be right back with Solid Sales Radio. Yeah. 